Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of Gateway to Cinema, the spin-off of the far more popular podcast reboot already underway, the Ewok Adventures, the main podcast, Star Wars. Going for the space theme yeah, this week. That's so. good. That's good. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to remember. Nub nub. Is that a thing that the Ewoks say? <laughs> I think it is. Or is that the Jawas? I don't know. I I, I think so. It's been so. a while. It's official canon. Yeah, official so. canon. Nub nub. That's. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying nim num, which is like a rebel pilot or whatever. Okay, never mind. Star Wars. That's what yeah, we're talking yeah, about today. But uh, <laughs> I am, of course, your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. I'm, I'm afraid I can't do that, Aaron. Uh, I can't, I can't allow that. So. Yep. Well. Uh, can't allow us to do this. I, I, there was the. What's that? You can't allow us to do this podcast. No, it's done. This is that's the end of the episode. Oh. oh yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm afraid we can't do this. Yeah. Because we are once again. <laughs> Talking about one of the films from the list of 100 movies I once made for Lazy to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. And this week, uh, if you couldn't guess, and you probably already know because the name's in the title of the episode, so I don't know why we make a surprise. Yeah, we always make it. It's we are, good. It's nice. We like we it. We are covering <laughs> one of the most influential and critically acclaimed films of all time. And Lacey is here to tell us why everyone in the world is wrong. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so this film is 2001, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> that was never said. <laughs> that was never said. Throwing me under the bus already. You said it was going to be an interesting one. So that doesn't I'm mean like, anything. The, I'm, movie's, I'm, I'm, the movie's very weird. I'm throwing you under the bus. I'm, we have to like expose terrible viewpoints so that we can then you know, critique them and you know, just shut them down. <laughs> That's that's the new philosophy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, 2001. Of course, uh, a movie that is extremely ingrained into the uh, public pop culture, I suppose. Um, but a movie that, again, I've never seen. And a movie that I had no clue what ha- was even happening in it. Or had no clue... Uh, not Not what was happening, but no clue... What it was about? Yeah, like... Especially the first 20, 30 minutes where I'm like, what in God's name is happening like, right I, now? I thought this was a space movie. Why, <laughs> yeah. are, we, why, why are we have um, monkeys? And then even the end, which we won't talk about now, but I'm like, okay, you had me for a little bit. Now I'm a little confused again. Um, no, okay, so <clears throat> 2001 A Space Odyssey. I'm watching it. I'm really enjoying it. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, you lost me. You just lost me on this. Um, we'll get to specific moments. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the movie gets done. I'm like, oh, it was very good. Very good. A lot of great moments. All the Hal stuff is really interesting. Um, the, the ending is particularly interesting. It leaves you with a lot of questions. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I can see why everyone thinks this is a pretty good movie. And then I go on Letterboxd and look at the star reviews, and literally all of them are fives. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know about that, guys. <laughs> Let's slow down on that one. Uh, <laughs> so I instantly, once I saw that, I'm like, okay, well, Aaron's going to murder me, and I think maybe the internet might murder me right now. So we'll see. We'll you're see the, how this goes. Yeah, I mean, you're going you're gonna to have to uh, wholeheartedly love this movie, 100%, five-star yeah. Love yeah. of this movie, 
um, anything else is unacceptable. So. I, yeah. There, there is no room for uh, nuance or uh, <laughs> <laughs> contrarian opinions. Right. On this podcast, so. I mean, we'll we'll get more into it. But as far as a film, and like we always like to say, if we'd recommend it, um, of course I'd recommend it. Just watching it and being like, this is, of course, knowing that it's one of the most influential films of all time is automatically going to make it interesting but yeah based on its place in film history you know like just that alone it's a film that i think everyone should watch you know even if it doesn't really particularly interest you or you know even if you don't end up liking it it's a worthwhile film to have seen Mm -hmm. yeah i agree um so is that why you put it on the list there (laughs) i mean that's one of the reasons why I put it on the list because this is, yeah, a, a film that is so, so influential to the medium that it's one that every you know cinephile should watch. Mm-hmm. But it's also a film that I highly enjoy. Like when I recently made the list of my top 100 movies of all time, like this was number 30 something. I don't I don't have an exact number, but 30 okay. something. And so this is a film I highly enjoy. I find it. You know, it's it's such a like breathtaking, awe-inspiring film. It's such a like a great piece of cinema, you know, from a technical standpoint. And I just find it a very fascinating film as well. In you know, in terms of the larger like existential themes that it's exploring. Mm-hmm. So I do think that this is a great movie, and one that you know, one that deserves its place in cinema history. So those are the reasons why I think this is a film I would recommend. And I think I instantly got like a little afraid when I saw that five stars because I'm like, oh no, what's wrong with me? I'm like, what, did I not get it? I'm like, I don't understand. But um, (laughs) I read some of the reviews and they're like, hey, uh, college age me who didn't like this movie for whatever reason, like, oh... I was an idiot back then. I'm like, so maybe it's just a movie that requires a couple rewatches or something. Cause I think, yeah, maybe. I think maybe knowing what I'm getting into going in might make it a lot better. Because I was expecting all hell all the time. And then I get, like, other things. and Yeah, so right. I think that might it's be... It's definitely, like, the, the, the end like the the end third of this movie is like where most of the iconic moments come from mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean so i was instantly just a little afraid that I'm like oh god it's gonna come off like i hate this movie i don't hate this movie um i think the hal stuff alone is like some of the best stuff we've had in this list but it's all the other parts that i'm kind of like okay this doesn't need to be going on for this long kind of thing. I think at two hours and 30 minutes, it's it's just, a, like, it's about 20 minutes too long. And I don't know if you'd agree with that, but... I mean, I think on first viewing, I would have agreed with you on that, that I found it to be a bit too long. Because, you know, I, I tend to like my films around two hours, you know, with a few exceptions. But I do think that upon rewatch i i didn't mind it as much i suppose so i think it's very much more of an experience of a film you know okay where it's kind of just you're getting absorbed into this world and this this odyssey and all that so 
I don't know. I don't mind it. I don't mind the length, but I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it's not the length of, of two hours and thirty minutes so much. Like that length would be fine. But like certain it's, scenes, it's a lot of slow, a lot of slow moments where I'm like, okay, right? No, I got what you let's mean. Let's just pick this up a little bit. But <laughs> we'll talk about that more in a little bit, I guess. So yeah, I guess we will get into spoilers now. So if you have not seen this film, recommended by the both of us. Mm-hmm. And if you have seen this film or just don't care, we are now going to talk about it a little in depth with spoilers. So early humans <laughs> is the first 20 minutes of this movie. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, well done. I don't think anything in this movie is poorly done. But again, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, at first, I'm like, okay, it's kind of like showing what's going on. It's kind of taking that extreme science route or whatever. And it's like, oh, no, we're still here. It's been five minutes and we're, we're still here. Oh, 10. All right. 15. Okay. Um... All right, we'll, we'll be getting there soon. 20? No, still hanging out. Still using that bone as a club. And I'm like, okay, guys. This might be just a tad much. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm going to get hated so much for this. Um, I mean, that's that's your opinion, man. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't mind the length of the early sequence like I, I understand what you're getting at where it's like you're promised a space movie and yeah. it's like for the first half hour of this film it's just these monkeys in their watering hole and you're like why why are we watching this but i do think that it is such a a great like basically you know like almost a short film within this larger film you know kind of like an episodic structure and you know just seeing how the the monoliths have been there for all of human evolution according to this film so yeah it's just it's a very i don't know i find it a very fascinating way to kickstart the the larger adventure of the film you know saying like this is where we began but also this has been the the through line of all of humanity like for as much progress as we've made since that first scene to the you know space stations and space Mm -hmm. travel and stuff we see later in the film the monolith has not changed. Right. So it's just kind of fascinating seeing, you know, the, the time difference and, and how the, the advancement of our two societies are at two different paces. And so, like, all our progress just pales in comparison to this, to whatever the monolith comes from. Yeah. So, like, I didn't get that at first either. I didn't get that there was more than one monolith. So I'm just like, oh, man. It didn't, like, change anything too much, but just this idea that, like, oh, it's, like, kind of guiding through human evolution, which is kind of an interesting idea. It, like, it shows up whenever there's, like, a next, whenever the next evolution, or next change should be made or something to that effect. Like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, And then all of a sudden one appears in space and divides planets in a way. Like, it's, like, planet and planet divided by planet and planet uh, equals space baby so um that's a good yes, math lesson the, uh, the space baby horrifying Are, aren't you aren't baby. you excited for for the future space babies where we're all, where we're all the, spa- the the future of the space babies yeah 
Uh, why don't I just watch 2010 then? Uh, I, I honestly haven't seen 2010, <laughs> so I can't make some kind of like snide comment on it. But I want to because I've heard it's not very good. Okay. Um. Yeah. So all right. So monkeys. That thing happens. Um. I was like, that's from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, is it? It. It. Yes. It was used <laughs> in the turned into the like Tim Burton version. Part. Yeah. Okay, and um, so that happens, and I'm like, okay, all right, all right. And then we get to meet this other guy, who I expected to learn his name, because I thought he would be the main character of the movie. <laughs> uh, Dr. Floyd. Yeah. Hayward Floyd. Hayward Floyd, that's right. Um, and that whole sequence was cool, you know, he's like, hey, what's going on on the moon? Is there an outbreak? It's like, no, no, we found a monolith. And I will say that that screech, that high-pitched, like, screech scared me so much when it first happened. <laughs> I was like, what? Why? Why is it so loud? Um, but yeah, I, do think, I do think the film does a pretty great job of making the, uh, the, the monoliths, like, terrifying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's not necessarily because we think they're malevolent, you know, because they are... Mm-hmm in some form or another, progressing humanity. Mm-hmm. But it's just the, the fact that we don't know anything about them and that we, we don't know exactly what they're after, where they came from or anything. It's just so frightening. It's just that existential terror, even though there might not be a rational basis. You know, like there's no right. real reason we should fear them because we don't know if they want to hurt us or not. Right. And uh, that's, yeah... I agree, especially near the end where, you know, you, he's watching himself age, which is just one of the most <laughs> horrifying things I've ever seen in film. I'm just like, that would be scary. Like, you, you're aging, but you don't, you don't remember any of it because, like, all, you just jump. Oh, that'd be horrifying. And he's laying in bed, then the monolith's at the foot of the bed. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So that great, was scene. That was great. Um really there's just two parts of this movie where it lost me and it's i i get that he's like traversing the cosmos when it's all like flashing colors and doing all those uh roving landscape shots but like oh my god it goes on for so long it's a it's just a light show at that point and it's an impressive light show and it's well done but it's also like oh this is a bit too long like you can you can cut some of this that's why I wonder. I wonder if it would perhaps have been a more enjoyable experience had you seen this film on the big screen. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I haven't seen it the first time I watched it. I, I guess I watched it on, like, my small TV, so mine yeah. it wasn't a big screen experience either. But I do think that that end journey through the cosmos is, like, one of those pieces of cinema that you really should, like, experience in the theater okay. at some point. Like, if I ever got the opportunity to see this film on the big screen, I think this would be one of the ones to, you know, seek out yeah. from those, like, classic movie programs. Yeah. Hopefully they bring it around. I would like to see it there. Um, yeah, so there's that that I felt, like, went on too long. And there were, like, several scenes of, like, landing a spaceship that I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, just land the freaking spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're this advanced, but we don't have auto parking yet. <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm just trying to get all my gripes out of the way first before no, I that's talk fair. about everything. I mean, I think in terms of the in terms of the spaceships landing, like I, I understand your point, and there is like a lot of this film that you feel like could happen at a faster pace. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder how much of that is just because we're like so we there's been so many like films since 2001 that have kind of like been inspired by it mm -hmm. whereas when this film was first released like seeing that kind of the the accuracy of the space travel of the of the you know spaceships in this movie i think that could have been very like you know like awe-inspiring to people and they wanted to fixate on that in a sense whereas now as a modern audience we're just like we see that in like two seconds and like any other sci-fi movie that comes out <laughs> yeah and I, I think it can't be uh, overstated that film evolves and changes, and we're so used to, like, these hyper-edited uh, films that watching this, it's like you have to really put yourself in a different state of mind. Like when we watched Lawrence of Arabia, and I'm like, oh, oh my God, too long. <laughs> but, like, that's just normal for them, like, a lot of the time. That was just a normal thing to have movies that long and that deliberately paced. And it's <laughs> like, I feel like... I need to just get myself in that mindset again and rewatch this and see if I can maybe appreciate those spaceship landing scenes. Because <laughs> they're like, they're cool. I mean, like, I'm not demanding that you love the spaceship landings. Like, that's a pretty <laughs> inconsequential part <laughs> of the overall film, I would say. But I, but I do think you're right that it's just, it's kind of a thing where modern movies are so fast-paced compared to older films that it is it is it takes a while to like adjust to it yeah I and i was definitely not prepared for that after having just seen logan lucky like 15 minutes before i watched this movie <laughs> so i was like oh man all right trying to get into a different headspace here um so good things things i loved yeah, loved all of the hell stuff it's just as good as everyone has always said it was, and I'm like, I know it's good, I just haven't watched the movie yet, but, um, oh, who plays Hal? I don't, I don't know. Is it anyone um, of any... I don't remember. But, um... Uh, wait, hang on. Douglas Rain. Okay. He does a perfect robotic voice, but with just a hint of malevolence in it at the same time. Like, it's like, oh, I feel like there's something there that like is not right but at the same time it's like oh you just seem pretty emotionless maybe that's just us being afraid of emotionlessness <laughs> so i don't yeah, know I, I i think it's very much the same thing as like the monoliths where it's yeah. like there's not necessarily anything threatening about them but it just still feels so off yeah that you can't help but feel like terrified by it and i do think that's like, like a very interesting parallel that it's kind of like AI is the the next stage. It's like what the life that human has humans have created. Yeah. So it's like the monoliths are the monoliths and the that created us and the AI that we created have these weird parallels and we're just kinda like stuck in the middle of this. And I find that yeah. really fascinating. Even down to the shape of Hal and everything. He is shaped exactly like uh Right. Like, he has that rectangular shape. Yeah. And <clears throat> Yeah, so all that stuff was great. I loved when they locked themselves in the little uh, pod or whatever. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. That's a nice way to, like, try and trick him or whatever. And then it's like, oh, he sees their lips moving. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, they're screwed. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that was just... Uh, um, if anyone was coming here looking for an in-depth analysis of 2001, <laughs> I have just seen it for the first time, and you're not going to get that here. And I'm so sorry, because this is a movie that's been... an. Uh, Analyze, analyze the death. death yeah and uh so i'm sorry if that's what you're looking for uh you're you're getting a first timers look at it um yeah I, I suppose that might be the benefit of listening here is yeah. that this is someone experiencing it for the first time as opposed to the people who have watched it you know hundreds of times and have dissect every little bit of it yeah. we're not we're not gonna be in the like oh here's why hal is actually ibm and that's why <sighs> it all proves that stanley kubrick faked the moon landing and all that yep. Hey, man, have you seen those space effects? Pretty real. I don't know. It's almost like he could do that again, but with the moon. Whoa. I mean, the moon would be like a step down, you know. From space, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, also, I I think this movie does so well. I mean, of course, it has the classical music as a big part of its score, but also... Just the way it plays in silence. And I don't know. I really love that in movies. That's something that I've found that I'm just, I've come to really enjoy from the one I, example I always use is when the T-Rex is coming in Jurassic Park. It, that whole scene has no music. And then this movie has huge gaps where there's just no music at all. And especially the scene where, um, God, I don't know any of their names. Dave, not Dave. Dave is the one who becomes Space Baby, right? Yes. Yeah, so Frank is the other one? Yep. Yeah, so Frank, when Frank is, like, flying into space, his oxygen tube is cut, and he's just just spinning through space. I'm like, so that's absolutely horrifying, right? And there's, like, no music to tell me it's horrifying, but just the idea that you could go on forever. It's like in Gravity, where she's, like, she gets hit, and she goes flying, and it's like, oh, oh, man, you'd never, it would never stop. I mean, that guy was probably already dead, let's be honest, but... Mm-hmm. It's still scary to just have your body be out there and yes, no one ever knows. Um, except for space. I think that's 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 pretty. We're getting at pretty much why I love this film so much, and that's Mm -hmm. because it's practically like a horror film by only being a science fiction film. You know, okay, like it's so it's like so rigidly a science fiction film, like so coldly a science fiction film that it transforms into a horror film. And I just find that a really fascinating, you know, type of experience. Yeah, like when he, when he gets them out of the ship so he can kill the uh, other crew members, it's just like, oh my god. Watching those, um, those life sensors just slowly tick down is just, mm-hmm. oh my god. You're like, oh, I hope they figure it out. They're not going to, but I hope they do. <laughs> um and then just as he's like, it reminded me a lot of The Good Place, and I think The Good Place <laughs> is trying to probably mimic this, but when he's about to shut down uh, Hal, he's like, please, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to die, and like all that stuff. It's like, oh, God. It's, there's something so creepy about an AI begging for its life to me. Like, because mm-hmm. it, it does feel so real, but at the same time, oh, hot take. It's been a while since we've had a hot take. <laughs> Go for it, go for it. AI is almost like, oh, 
I don't know how to express this in words, but this in my mind, this was like a mind-blowing revelation I just had, and it's probably going to be like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> but, um, so like... <laughs> just, just try, just try. <laughs> so like, AI is almost like a real person in this situation. But like, you wanting to kill them is like psychosis of some sort and it's like i know they're not real i'm gonna kill them but it's like oh my god he really is real <laughs> like, do you know what i'm saying are you, are you trying to say like <laughs> like how does not understand like the nature of human life that he's like... no that's exactly the that's not what i'm saying oh. at all what, no, what i'm saying is like when dave's going to kill him it's like oh man Think about that as if like Hal was a real person, and then it's oh, like, okay, okay, you're yeah. saying that that uh, Dave does not understand the nature of Hal's existence. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, but then like okay. just picture that as okay. if Hal was like a real person, and then it's like, oh man, you're not real. I know you're not real, and he like unplugs him, and it's like, oh god, that's how people kill other people. They don't understand. They think everything's AI, maybe, or they're just evil. <laughs> One of the two. I don't know. Probably evil most of the time. Um, that was a weird hot take that just came out of my mind. No, that's 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 fine. Um, but yeah, that and then just down to other creepy things is when he's like, "I was taught a song. Would you like me to sing it for you?" And it just as slowly shuts down as he's pulling all of those uh, data banks out of him. It's like, oh, and then I love it's it's that review ending where it's like. He she finally shuts down Hal, and then the the video kicks in. He's like, "Oh, Hal is the only one who knows the uh, true meaning of this trip," and it's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so you're mm-hmm. just left with nothing. It's like, well, he kind of made his own bed there, but what was his other choice? I guess at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> so I just completely lost my mind there for a second no it's, it was a it was a interesting hot take i suppose yeah because i i do find that fascinating just like the that 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 kind of general vein of topic you know where you know the 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 kind of like rights of <laughs> artificial intelligence in a yeah, sense you know even yeah that's something that we're gonna have to ask ourselves much sooner than later as I, I originally watched this film, I was taking a science fiction film class in college, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't this film, but it was when we watched uh, Her, okay. which we will cover later in this series yeah. because that's one of my favorite films of all time. But we were getting to like such intense debates between like half the class that was like, "Oh yeah, it's perfectly fine to just shut down an artificial intelligence like Samantha uh, Johansson's uh, character in this film." Mm-hmm. And then the other half, like, with me, we were like, no, that's awful. Like, she was, like, a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Elon Musk, man, he's like, yo, AI is a big, a bigger problem than North Korea. Like, we need to just kind of start focusing on this. As if we didn't have enough problems in the world and in our country right now, Aaron, pretty soon AI is going to be a real problem. <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. Where do you, Or where... was it already a problem? In 2001. Yeah, that's a good point. I, real question, where do you stand on, like, AI as being, like, a real thing? 
like should we make artificial intelligence should we reach the singularity or like like what? oh yeah i i i'm like i'm like weirdly all in on <laughs> oh developing God. artificial intelligence like even though i'm like if we do this this is basically like the end of humanity like they're gonna surpass us and then yeah. just like take over but i'm like I'm still all in on this. Oh my god, Aaron. Okay, I, like I'm like I, in... I think we'll talk a little more about why exactly I feel that when we get to uh, her okay. again. All right. Like, I'm like... That's a film that has just like a fascinating, uh, 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 fascinating representation of artificial intelligence that made me, I guess, like a lot more empathetic to AI, even though like AI doesn't exist in right. that form. Right. Um, I'm like in, but all because like I want to see that. I want to see what that world is and what that's like. But also, I'm like, oh, we're all dead, right? Like, if this happens, are they gonna go full iRobot on us and be like, oh, we're the problem with the world? Uh, get rid of humanity. And then it's like, oh, yep, they're they're probably right about that actually. So, <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, so if you're looking for an in-depth analysis on 2001, <laughs> you didn't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, no, that's, I, I think it was a, still an interesting talk, especially just, you know, kind of seeing, I guess you, in the end, you seemed a lot more, uh, enthusiastic about this film than I thought you were going to yeah, be I when you texted you. me. Like, like, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I mean, as soon as I was asked whether I liked this movie, I was like, I loved it. And then I was like, oh, I didn't even think that as I was watching it. But as soon as someone asked, I was like, yeah, without even a doubt. I'm like, yeah, I loved it. So um, I, I just take that as, as you will. And I'll probably rewatch this at one point And uh, I don't know, maybe figure out a little bit more about how I feel about it. And Hal's silky voice, silky smooth voice. It's a very sexy voice. Very Gladys as well. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting the Gladys. Uh, right, I'm sure Gladys was inspired by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell, what the, another example of, you know, how much pop culture has been influenced by this film. <laughs> yeah. All right. Aaron, where'd you rank it? I have this ranked 10th uh, uh, ahead of The Graduate behind Fargo. Mm, okay. I have this 13th. Behind being John Malkovich, ahead of Perks of being Wallflower. Alright. I mean, 13. I guess I can live with. It's not, it's not like Robocop where it's at the, like the bottom of your list. <laughs> no, no. Not, it's not as bad as Robocop. Let's just be clear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even feel that about, like harshly against it, but it's just too easy. No, there's uh, no room for nuance. Remember, no. so you either you either love RoboCop wholeheartedly, right. or you are my enemy. Straight up from <laughs> like uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two, you just have that song playing in your head all the time whenever I talk about RoboCop. Yeah, I have my uh, expositional Hans Zimmer score because that was a thing. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it was. All right. All right, so this has been another episode of Gateway to Cinema. If you want to find us around the web, you can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Uh, 
working on anything new? Same same stuff wanna... I've been working on. Have a week off or a week? I have a week off, so I'm gonna be writing that this week. So nice. Yeah. All right. If you want to find David from the main podcast around the web, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. Dbex with two S's. If you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Find me at this clever blog name is already taken. .tumblr.com. And if you want to find the main podcast podcast <laughs> around the web, you can find us at. You can find us at Reboot Already On on Twitter. You can give us a like on Facebook, and you can check out our, our new episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. And give us a good review if you like what we say. Do it. All right. So next week, I will be heading back to school, so we're going to take a brief hiatus. But then we will return the following week, where we will celebrate the upcoming release of It!, by looking at A Nightmare on Elm Street. My second favorite film of all time. So, Lacey, uh, better love this. Oh. Or we are we are canceling this podcast altogether. Oh, no! So. Oh, man! <laughs> okay, I better love it, I guess. Um, Alright. Alright, so, until then, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man.